Chapter 8, verses 1 through 15. Of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 1, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. And it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village, preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him, and certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, and Joanna the life of Choaz, Herod's steward, and Susanna and many others which ministered unto him of their substance. Theophylact, he who descended from heaven for our example and imitation, gives us a lesson not to be slothful in teaching. Hence it is said, And it came to pass afterward that he went, etc. Gregory Nazianzus. For he passes from place to place, that he may not only gain many, but may consecrate many places. He sleeps and labors, that he may sanctify sleep and labor. He weeps, that he may give a value to tears. He preaches heavenly things, that he may exalt his hearers. Titbost. For he who descended from heaven to earth brings tidings to them that dwell on earth of a heavenly kingdom. But who ought to preach the kingdom of heaven? Many prophets came, yet preached not the kingdom of heaven. For how could they pretend to speak of things which they perceived not? Isidore Peleus. Now this kingdom of God some think to be higher and better than the heavenly kingdom, but some think it to be one and the same in reality, but called by different names. At one time the kingdom of God from him who reigneth, but at another the kingdom of heaven from the angels and saints his subjects who are said to be of heaven. Bede, but like the eagle enticing its young ones to fly, our Lord step by step raises up his disciples to heavenly things. He first of all teaches in the synagogues and performs miracles. He next chooses twelve whom he names apostles. He afterwards takes them alone with him, as he preached throughout the cities and villages, as it follows, and the twelve were with him. Theophylact, not teaching or preaching, but to be instructed by him, but lest it should seem that the women were hindered from following Christ, it is added, and certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. Bede, Mary Magdalene is the same of whose repentance, without mention of her name, we have just read. For the evangelist, when he relates her going with our Lord, rightly distinguishes her by her known name. But when describing the sinner but penitent, he speaks of her generally as a woman, lest the mark of her former guilt should blacken a name of so great report, out of whom seven devils are reported to have gone, that it might be shown that she was full of all vices. Gregory, for what is understood by the seven devils but all vices, for since all time is comprehended by seven days, Rightly by the number seven is universality represented. Mary, therefore, had seven devils, for she was full of every kind of vice. It follows, and Joanna the wife of Choza, Herod's steward, and Susanna and many others who ministered to him of their substance. Jerome, it was a Jewish custom, nor was it thought blamable, according to the ancient manners of that nation, that women should afford of their substance food and clothing to their teachers. This custom, as it might cause offense to the Gentiles, St. Paul relates he had cast off. 
but these ministered unto the Lord of their substance, that he might reap their carnal things from whom they had reaped spiritual things. Not that the Lord needed the food of his creatures, but that he might set an example to masters, that they ought to be content with the food and clothing from their disciples. Bede. But Mary is by interpretation bitter sea, because of the loud wailing of her penitence. Magdalene, a tower, or rather belonging to a tower, from a tower of which it is said, Thou art become my hope, my strong tower from the face of my enemy. Joanna is, by interpretation, the Lord her grace, or the merciful Lord, for from him cometh everything that we live upon. But if Mary, cleansed from the corruption of her sins, points to the church of the Gentiles, why does not Joanna represent the same church formerly subject to the worship of idols? For every evil spirit, whilst he acts for the devil's kingdom, is, as it were, Herod's steward. Susanna is interpreted a lily, or its grace, because of the fragrance and whiteness of the heavenly life, and the golden heat of inward love. Verses 4 through 15. And when much people were gathered together, and were come to him out of every city, he spake by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away, because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it, and choked it. And other fell on good ground, and sprang up, and bare fruit an hundredfold. But when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And his disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? And he said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables, that seeing they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. Now the parable is this, The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil, and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they which, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no roots, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. And that which fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth, and are choked with cares and riches, and pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to perfection. But that on the good ground are they which, in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it, and bring forth fruit with patience. Theophylact, that which David had foretold in the person of Christ, I will open my mouth in parables. The Lord here fulfills. As it is said, And when much people were gathered together, and were come to him out of every city, he spake by a parable. But the Lord speaks by a parable, first indeed that he may make his hearers more attentive. For men were accustomed to exercise their minds on dark sayings, and to despise what was plain. And next, that the unworthy might not receive what was spoken mystically. Origin. And therefore it is significantly said, when much people were gathered together, and were come to him out of every city. For not many but few there are who walk the straight road, and find the way which leadeth to life. Hence Matthew says, that he taught without the house by parables, but within the house explained the parable to his disciples. Eusebius now Christ most fitly puts forth his first parable to the multitude, 
not only of those who then stood by, but of those also who were to come after them, inducing them to listen to his words, saying, A sower went out to sow his seed. Bede, the sower we can conceive to be none other but the Son of God, who going forth from his Father's bosom, whither no creature had attained, came into the world that he might bear witness to the truth. Chrysostom, now his going, who is everywhere, was not local, but through the veil of the flesh he approached us. But Christ fitly denominates his advent, his going forth, for we were aliens from God and cast out as criminals and rebels to the king. But he who wishes to reconcile man, going out to them, speaks to them without, until having become meat for the royal presence, he brings them within, so also did Christ. Theophylact, but he went out now not to destroy the husbandman, or to burn up the earth, but he went out to sow. For oft times the husbandman who sows goes out for some other cause, not only to sow. Eusebius, some went out from the heavenly country and descended among men, not however to sow, for they were not sowers, but ministering spirits sent forth to minister. Moses also, and the prophets after him, did not plant in men the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but by keeping back the foolish from the air of iniquity and the worship of idols, they tilled, as it were, the souls of men, and brought them into cultivation. But the only sower of all, the word of God, went out to sow the new seed of the gospel, that is, the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Theophylact, but the Son of God never ceases to sow in our hearts. For, not only when teaching, but creating, he sows good seed in our hearts. Titus Bost, but he went out to sow his seed. He receives not the word as borrowed, for he is by nature the word of the living God. The seed is not then of Paul or of John, but they have it because they have received it. Christ has his own seed, drawing forth his teaching from his own nature. Hence also the Jews said, How knoweth this man letters, having never learned? Eusebius. He teaches, therefore, that there are two classes of those who receive the seed. The first of those who have been made worthy of the heavenly calling, but fall from grace through carelessness and sloth. But the second of those who multiply the seed bearing fruit. But according to Matthew, he makes three divisions in each class. For those who corrupt the seed have not all the same manner of destruction, and those who bear fruit from it do not receive an equal abundance. He wisely sets forth the cases of those who lose the seed. For some, though they have not sinned, have lost the good seed implanted in their hearts, through its having been withdrawn from their thoughts and memory by evil spirits and devils who fly through the air, or deceitful and cunning men, whom he calls the birds of the air. Hence it follows, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. Theophylact, he said not that the sower threw some on the wayside, but that it fell by the wayside. For he who sows teaches the right word, but the word falls in different ways upon the hearers, so that some of them are called the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Cyril, for every wayside is in some measure dry and uncultivated, because it is trodden down by all men, and no seed gains moisture on it, 
so the divine warning reaches not the unteachable heart, that it should bring forth the praise of virtue. These, then, are the ways frequented by unclean spirits. There are, again, some who bear faith about them, as if it consisted in the nakedness of words. Their faith is without roots, of whom it is added, and some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Bede. The rock, he says, is the hard and unsubdued heart. Now the moisture at the root of the seed is the same as what is called in another parable the oil to trim the lamps of the virgins, that is, love and steadfastness and virtue. Eusebius. There are also some who through covetousness, the desire of pleasure and worldly cares, which indeed Christ calls thorns, suffer the seed which has been sown in them to be choked. Chrysostom. For as the thorns do not let the seed grow up, but when it has been sown, choke it by thickening round it, so the cares of this present life permit not the seed to bear fruit. But in things of sense the husbandman must be reproved, who would sow amidst thorns on a rock, and by the wayside, for it is impossible that the rocks should become earth. The way not be a way, the thorns not be thorns, but in rational things it is otherwise. For it is possible that the rock should be converted into a fruitful soil, the way not be trodden down, the thorns dispersed. Cyril. Now the rich and fruitful ground is the honest and good hearts which receive deeply the seeds of the word and retain them and cherish them. And whatever is added to this, and some fell upon good ground, and springing up brought forth fruit an hundredfold. For when the divine word is poured into a soul free from all anxieties, then it strikes root deep, and sends forth, as it were, the year, and in its due season comes to perfection. Bede. For by fruit a hundredfold, he means perfect fruit. For the number ten is always taken to imply perfection, because in ten precepts is contained the keeping or the observance of the law. But the number ten multiplied by itself amounts to a hundred. Hence, by a hundred, very great perfection is signified. Cyril. But what the meaning of the parable is, let us hear from him who made it, as it follows. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Basil. Hearing has reference to the understanding. By this, then, our Lord stirs us up to listen attentively to the meaning of those things which were spoken. Bede. For as often as the admonition occurs either in the Gospel or in the Revelation of St. John, it signifies that there is a mystical meaning in what is said, and we must inquire more closely into it. Hence the disciples who were ignorant ask our Savior, for it follows, and his disciples asked him, etc. But let no one suppose that, as soon as the parable was finished, his disciples asked him. But, as Mark says, when he was alone they asked him. Origin. Now a parable is a narration of an action as done, yet not done according to the letter, though it might have been representing certain things by means of others which are given in a parable. An enigma is a continued story of things which are spoken of as done, and yet have not been done, nor are possible to be done, but contains a concealed meaning, as that which is mentioned in the book of Judges, that the trees went forth to anoint a king over them. But it was not literally a fact, as it said, a sower went out to sow, 
like those facts related in history, yet it might seem to have been so. Eusebius, but our Lord told them the reason why he spake to the multitudes in parables, as follows, And he said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of God. Gregory Nazianzus, When you hear this, you must not entertain the notion of different natures, as certain heretics do, who think that some men indeed are of a perishing nature, others of a saving nature, but that some are so constituted that their will leads them to better or worse. But adds to the words, To you it is given, if willingly and truly worthy, Theophylact, but to those who are unworthy of such mysteries, they are obscurely spoken. Hence it follows, but to the rest in parables, that seeing they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. For they think they see, but see not, and hear indeed, but do not understand. For this reason Christ hides this from them, lest they should beget a greater prejudice against them, if after they had known the mysteries of Christ they despised them. For he who understands and afterwards despises shall be more severely punished. Bede, rightly then do they hear in parables, who having closed the senses of their heart, care not to know the truth, forgetful of what the Lord told them. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Gregory, but our Lord condescended to explain what he said, that we might know how to seek for explanation in those things which he is unwilling to explain through himself. For it follows, now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Eusebius, now he says that there are three reasons why men destroy the seed implanted in their hearts. For some destroy the seed that is hidden in them by lightly giving heed to those that wish to deceive, of whom he adds, those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil, and taketh away the word out of their hearts. Bede, who in truth deign to receive the word which they hear with no faith, with no understanding, at least with no attempt to test the value of it. Eusebius, but some there are who, having not received the word in any depth of heart, are soon overcome when adversity assails them, of whom it is added, they on the rock are they which, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. Cyril, for when they enter the church, they gladly wait on the divine mysteries, but with infirmity of purpose. But when they leave the church, they forget that the sacred discipline, and as long as Christians are undisturbed, their faith is lasting. But when persecution harasses, their heart fails them, for their faith was without root. Gregory, many men purpose to begin a good work, but as soon as they have become annoyed by adversity or temptation, they abandon what they had begun. The rocky ground then had no moisture to carry on to constancy fruit which it had put forth. Eusebius, but some choke the seed which had been deposited in them with riches and vain delights, as if with choking thorns, of whom it is added, and that which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard, go forth, and are choked with cares and riches of this life, etc. Gregory. It is wonderful that the Lord has represented riches as thorns, for these prick while those delight, and that they are thorns, for they lacerate the mind by the prickings of their thoughts, and whenever they entice to see, they draw blood, 
as if inflicting a wound. But there are two things which he joins to riches, cares and pleasures, for they oppress the mind by anxiety and enerve it by luxuries. But they choke the seed, for they strangle the throat of the heart with vexatious thoughts, and while they let not a good desire enter the heart, they close up, as it were, the passage of the vital breath. Eusebius. Now these things were foretold by our Savior, according to his foreknowledge, and that their case is so, experience testifies. For in no wise do men fall away from the truth of divine worship, but according to some of the causes before mentioned by him. Chrysostom. But to sum up many things in a few words, some indeed as careless hearers, some as weak, but others as the very slaves of pleasure and worldly things, hold aloof from what is good. The order of the wayside, the rock and the thorns as well, for we have first need of recollection and caution, next of fortitude and then contempt of things present. He therefore places the good ground in opposition to the way, the rock and the thorns, but that on the good ground are they which, in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it, etc. For they who are on the wayside keep not the word, but the devil takes away their seed. But they who are on the rock sustain not patiently the assaults of temptation through weakness. But they who are among thorns bear no fruit, but are choked. Gregory, the good ground then bears good fruit through patience, for nothing we do is good unless we endure patiently our closest evils. They therefore bear fruit through patience, who, when they bear strifes humbly, are after the scourge received with joy into a heavenly rest. End of chapter 8, verses 1 through 15.